Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 742, November 29th, 2021. It was 62 degrees on this day in 1998, and it was 25 below in 1875. And I have a I have a warning. No, I have a watch. The last 60 of our season oh, is a week away. Oh, no. Is a week away. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushere. Omicron! Oh, man. It doesn't even get enough respect to be capitalized. <laughs> Don't you capitalize Omicron? <laughs> you would think. Omicron. The president just spoke about it. Yes. We're well, not to panic. To. We're not to, to panic. No. I'm not going to. Shouldn't it be terribly obvious by now that whatever this is is not going away? You would think so, Joe, but I think there's a lot of people that are dead set on the fact that Oh, we can defeat this. We will win this battle. Folks, it's going to be here forever. Well, let's go to Scott from Inver Grove, never afraid, always pushing back. He's earned his stripes to comment about this, having had COVID and, and still suffering some long-term effects. He writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Hail you. Last month, I made a pledge to curtail any further comment related to all things COVID-19, but I respectfully am going to have to do a mea culpa and revisit the subject in light of the newest mass hysteria tied to the newest variant, Omicron. (laughs) In January of 2020, we were all introduced to the newest novel, coronavirus COVID-19, which caused the former president to impose a travel ban with China, home of the original COVID-19 virus, which in turn was met with immediate criticism by the current president and many left-leaning Americans. Yet this morning, those very same critics remain quiet about the current president's new travel ban involving eight African countries. By late March of 2020, the country was thrown into unprecedented lockdowns uh, that continues to send shockwaves through domestic and international economic systems, all the while granting unbridled power and control to political classes around the globe. Uh, Experts like Dr. Anthony Fauci immediately took center stage, offering a laundry list of inaccurate statements and flip-flops. At the same time, several experimental vaccines were rushed to the market at warp speed, window-dressed with promises of being up to 96% effective at preventing any infection by the virus. However, these claims have now been diluted down to simply being effective at preventing severe infection and the need for an additional booster shot and most likely more to come. The original version of the COVID-19 virus came and went as quickly as one of the many versions of iPhones flooding the cell phone market. It was predictably replaced by the even more virulent Alpha and Delta strains, which have proved to be a formidable opponent against the three vaccines offered up earlier this year. But wait, we are now learning an even more virulent COVID-19 strain, Omicron, straight out of Africa. Last April, I predicted that this COVID-19 virus would not be tamed, but will, as does every virus, mutate, making any current vaccines obsolete and virtually ineffective in stopping each new mutation. Yet the experts continue to push for more and more vaccinations via the three brands 
that have now been proven to be of little long-term effectiveness against these new variants as the infection rates of fully vaccinated individuals continues to rise throughout the globe. As you often say, hold up, wait a minute, something Something ain't right right. here. Let's be honest, the battle against COVID-19 was lost the minute the virus made the headlines in January of 2020, as modern science has yet to find a technology that is effective at eradicating a member of the coronavirus family. As Americans, we should all be paying far more attention to the uh, flip-flops of not only Dr. Fauci and the CDC and many elected politicians, as I believe we have all been sold a flawed and faulty narrative that is more about power and control than public safety, a narrative that has managed to destroy an America that, while not perfect, was a heck of a lot better than the one we live in today. We all need to face the fact that this dastardly virus born of nefarious beginnings, is here for good. And we simply need to learn to accept the risks and get on with living life. To continue following the never-ending flip-flops of the experts is to bring this country one step closer to a dystopian state that we all should be terrified to live in. Never afraid and always pushing back, Scott, from Invergrove. Okay. I don't find any of his musings unreasonable. No. No. But there will be a lot of... I think that there are a lot of people that would, don't you? Yes. But not, I don't think any one of the three of us do. I mean, for all I know, my being vaccinated has prevented me from hospitalization of, for, for something. Yep. I, I don't know. But, but I'll be damned if I'm going to continue to line up and get the damn shot every three months. Right. What the hell? And I, I also think that at some point here, doesn't, doesn't common sense have to settle in with, with the elected officials that are making all the rules here? Well, the only thing I've ever said with any consistency is that we are behaving in a way we have never behaved before. Mm -hmm. I really don't know where to go with that. Faced with other illnesses throughout history, we have not behaved this way. We have not said, we must eradicate this and we're going to continue to create new vaccines and new boosters and don't open your store and wear a mask. We've never behaved that way. There is an account I follow. It's called Trust the Science. Mm Mm-hmm. And it basically shows photos of how we reacted at the beginning stages of the pandemic, where it had police tape or that yellow tape all around right. kids' playground. Yeah. yeah, you know, trust the science. We can't let your kid play outside in a playground. Okay, how foolish does that look now? Omicron. Omicron. So he's restricting um, travel only to Africa, South so Africa, so far to six South African countries. Does he know about New Zealand, England, Brazil, France, India, Indonesia, and the Philippines? Australia. That they've also had it? The Netherlands? The reason South Africa discovered this is because some of the world's leading uh, epidemiologists actually work in South Africa uh, because of th- they've uh, had to deal with TB and AIDS and other crazy diseases that have uh, ravaged uh, Africa. Mm-hmm. So th- it's kind of ground zero for funky, weird diseases. So that's where all the leading... Uh, epidemiologists work mm-hmm. and when he did that president biden now i'm speaking of is that racist because it was racist when trump closed uh tra- travel no to it that. was xenophobic oh is that what it was, yeah, it was xenophobic. okay got it but it's not this time well i you know uh, go ahead and prevent the flights i i don't know uh, as kenny just rattled off a litany of other countries I, uh the biggest the biggest problem modern man faces man hu- human people people Us. Our airplanes. Yeah. You You got the Spanish flu back in the teens. You didn't have airplanes. True. 
But airplanes today are a, a wonderful uh, device for transporting illnesses around the world. <laughs> really are. There's no, there's no getting around it. You want something on a on a on a nicer note, something more soothing? Let's not change the subject quite yet. Right. I have a question about your Thanksgiving uh, festivities. Were they in town at your place? No, elsewhere, but in town. And did everybody at the party or the Dinner. gathering? Did they wear masks? No, no. I happen to notice a picture in the paper. I don't know. It was maybe I saw today's. it too. I saw it too. The guy, he canceled last year's um, Thanksgiving, um, and they did it via Zoom, which, God, that had to be tedious. Right. (laughs) And then the photo, and I I apologize, I didn't read the story because it just just didn't sit right with me. The photo shows a normal, typical American Thanksgiving living room, but everybody's wearing masks. Right. I saw it. I saw it. Ah, I, I wouldn't go. No. If Why? It, yeah. it, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't do that. And, that's, and assumedly, they all ate, correct? Yeah, so what did they do so then? You, well, took... you get to remove the mask to get a hunk of meat in your mouth. But then what's the point of <laughs> wearing it in the first place? I don't know. My mask rules for myself are I'll, I'll wear it where I'm asked to. But I, we certainly weren't. No one was asking Thursday. Hmm. But if you want me to, uh, I saw a guy two weeks ago. And he preferred that in our meeting I wear a mask, so I had one in my pocket and I put it on. There you go. But, You're a rule follower. Well, I'm not going to be disruptive about it. If you want me to wear them, he wore one, so I put one on. I, if I had to be there, I mean, if my mom would have said this, yeah, I would have said, uh, I'll no, see you later. No, Mom. No. <laughs> uh, I'll be eating pizza at home by myself. Right. <laughs> Tombstone Thanksgiving pizza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to get that in. Omicron! 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 (laughs) I've watched two of the three episodes of the Beatles documentary done by Peter Jackson. It's called Get Back, and I can't recommend it highly enough. Really? Yeah. It's just... uh, Is it it one of those... I mean, if you're my age and you grew up with the Beatles, you have to see it. Sure. Is it more of what I witnessed? I think somebody posted a video on Twitter. It was two minutes of McCartney... Playing his uh, Beatle bass, mm-hmm. um, but he was playing chords, right. and it, it, the first, and it, it was uh, he was creating "Get Back," and, and at first you couldn't really hear "Get Back" at all you, in you, what he by was doing. The time doing. he was done strumming, you two could, minutes, yeah. two minutes later, right. I'm hearing "Get Back." Right, it, it was amazing, and then I didn't even hear the rest of the song. But for the rest of the day, I'm I'm wa- I'm walking around going. Jojo was a man who's a But they, they had no lyrics. California and grass. No, they, they didn't come up. Jojo right. was, was a man who left his home in Tucson, Arizona, right. bought some California grass. But bought some California grass, came along about 15 practice sessions later. They just kept filling in. He was a Pakistani. He didn't know where he was going and blah, blah. They had yeah. no idea. But yeah. they kept playing and playing and playing, and then suddenly all the lyrics came together. It's like the different versions of uh, what's that replacement song? There's like Can't five, hardly wait. Yeah, there's like five different versions right. of that song out. It's really interesting, uh, the metamorphosis that a song will go through until it finally is recorded and released. One of your biggest critiques with documentaries is, I didn't learn anything. Is that part of why you like like it so much? I'm learning how incredibly tedious and difficult it was for them to write a song. Wow. Was it difficult? Well, I think Paul, if he was in a room by himself, could write a complete song in about 10 minutes. 
Yeah. But when he's in the group setting and everyone's weighing in, it's just, I think I said to Kenny off the air, is it, can I say fascinatingly tedious? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's it fascinatingly does. tedious. And I'm surprised they all didn't die of lung cancer by the time they were 30. <laughs> They're pounding the heaters. Oh, my God. And it's just the, the way they, they, they jam play in other people's stuff, and then the next thing you know, they're into a creation that's just come alive in their heads. It's just, it's truly amazing to watch the creative process. It's, it's amazing. That's uh, why I love jam sessions where it's bu- just a bunch of, and uh, you see it a lot with jazz guys where a bunch of guys, cats as they call them, will just sit down and, you know, let the bass player start it out and the drummer picks it up and then you never know where it's going. I just love that. Ringo can play the piano. And all of the rest of them love to play the drums. Isn't that funny? Really? They're just so talented that it's just incredible. If you're not a diehard Beatles fan, would it still be interesting? Oh, if you're not a diehard Beatles fan, I don't know why you'd waste the six or seven hours. Oh, okay. You yeah. know, I, 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 you have to admit, drummers are the dumbest people on earth, right? <laughs> well, you learn that Ringo was uh, a hardworking loyal, on time, very agreeable, very support. They all love each other. There's no but, doubt about that. Let me finish this up. Yeah. You drummers, you're dum-dums. That's right. But that has got to be the hardest instrument to play. How the hell do you use all of your limbs at the same time uh, doing I, different beats? Kenny, that is just yeah, that's amazing to me. Kenny, I think that's why I got kicked out. But my kid has a set of drums, and I used to dink around on it from time to time. I can't, I I can do like a hi hat snare for about 30 seconds, but if you add in the kick drum, it's all over. Right. And then the fills, like at the end of a verse, I got no shot at it. McCartney's a wonderful drummer. I don't know. For for dumb guys, they sure are brilliant. Oh, man. (laughs) Just amazing. (laughs) Truly amazing. And if Yoko Ono, John Haidt would insist that Yoko Ono did not break up the Beatles. And I'm seeing no evidence of that in this documentary. But I find her her without any class or awareness at all. She's at Lenin's side 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And to me, she's just intruding on their foresomeness. and, And they talk about it. When he's not around. But they're not mean about it. They just say, look, apparently he needs this and we're not going to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. And, and But, God, she's a pain in the ass. <laughs> just Here's amazing. A, a lot of things you can't say when uh, somebody's loved one is there in the True. room with you. You can't be There's, as authentic, yes. Yeah. But she yeah. made it so awkward, I think. Yeah. You, know, you do learn in this documentary that George quit. He left the band. He said, see you around the clubs, boys, and he just left. And then they had to talk him back into uh, returning, and he had some... Did that stem from the fact that he wanted to write songs, and they just said, yeah, you're adorable, sit in the corner? I think it stemmed from some some resentment of Paul clearly being the the arranger Ah. of the songs. And and, and, and George uh, ultimately made some demands... And, and returned, uh, I, 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 you know, again, if you're my age, it's a, it's a no-brainer to watch this. Sure. Because I'm well, reliving everything I remember about them. 
you know. I, I, I don't know the answer to this question I'm going to ask. Is George considered in that band the lead guitarist? Yes. Yes. John Lennon is a rhythm guitar player. Okay. Yeah. All right. But also very talented. They handed him a dobro, as I yeah. think that's what they're called. Yeah. And he put a socket on his finger, yeah. and he was playing it in about five minutes. Holy cow. Yeah. It lays down horizontally in front of you. Yeah. Then you pluck at it, and he uh, he figured that out in about 10 minutes. And wow. then when, the, when I was done, he said, I think I did very well. You know, they're just they're <laughs> A funny. dobro or just a steel guitar? Ah, uh, steel guitar probably. And yeah. it was kind of a new to them all. They all stood around, looked at it, and went, whoa, wow, look what at is, this thing. What's all this? What's all this? But they're, they're they're decent human beings. They're there's for example, very little profanity, which I only note because you would think there would be a lot of it in that situation. And that I guess puts us down a couple pegs. Yeah, it's just uh, it's just, and and to think they were all in their twenties. Yeah, their career was very short. Right. So the whole reason for recording this, why why do they have all all this tape? It was going to be a documentary film. It was going to be a film that that did become a film called Let It Be, but it wasn't a very good film. And then this Peter Jackson, who directed the Lord of the Rings trilogy, I think he's a New Zealander. He got wind of the, uh, you know, hundreds of hours of audio and film and started to go through it. And I think he had a hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right here moment. And he said, this this needs to be done properly and and he did it properly. And the whole point of it was they were rehearsing a, an album uh, of songs that they were going to record and then perform live for the first time in three years. They hadn't re- they hadn't performed live. Well, one of the demands George won was they they bleep canned that live concert idea. Why? They, they because I don't I think George just didn't want to do it. They ended up playing on the roof of the Apple Building. Well, you don't want to do the State Fair. <laughs> I don't mind the State Fair. Well, oh, I don't want to do the State Fair. Yeah, I don't want to do the State Fair. <laughs> but I show up. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that they, they had short careers. Collectively, they did. Well, as the band, the Beatles, it was, you know, if you go back to Hamburg, it was 1960. It was the 60s, period. 1960 yeah. through 1969. And they had to stop touring. It made no sense to them. No one could hear anybody. And, right. You know. There's one ch- scene that gives you the chills where they're, they're screwing around as they do in the recording studio. That's constantly screwing around. And they uh, start playing rock and roll music to Chuck Berry. And then they... Let me hear some of that rock yeah, and yes. roll. Yeah. And the camera cuts to that. That was the first song they played on their 1966 tour. So you get that version live while they're doing it again in the studio. Oh, cool. It's just so bleeping cool. I can't stand it. Cool. I just think it was so cool. Just so cool. And it was on Disney Plus, you said. Yeah. I didn't even know we had that, but apparently we have it for the little people who like to watch cartoons or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Bambi. Got it, so. Bambi and the like. Bambi. <laughs> so I sat there Saturday morning for two hours and 20 minutes and Sunday morning for two hours and 20 minutes. Wow. And I have the third episode left. Are you going to save it? I, I might save it for a special rainy day. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I saw scooters out this weekend. I did too. I thought it was so a little chilly. I, I yeah. thought it was a little chilly. Mine's tucked away at EcoFund Motorsports uh, in uh, Forest Lake on Highway 61 where there's a great winter storage situation. Tim picks up your bike. Uh, stores it for 240 bucks, but that includes maintenance and tune-ups and winterizing and battery tendering, and it's all set to go for you. 
uh, next spring. You also will pick up your Bintelli e-bike for a lesser fee. That can be stored and uh, tendered all winter long. Full line of Yamaha products, youth recreational equipment. Oh, man, Yamaha clothing and hats. Great Christmas destination for shopping. All those gas-powered scooters that turn urban errands into adventures is 100 bucks off now. It's just a, it's a wonderful location. It's EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Reality with a bite. The Joe Shuchere Show. Easy You ever wonder when they say the sale is ending like... Uh, for a while, I've been saying this sale at uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, it ends on the 29th. Does that mean today is the last day or yesterday was the last day? Yeah, Kenny confuses easily. So I called Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, by the way, uh, on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com, uh, on the ground at 6901 East Fish Lake Road in Maple Grove. I called him and I said, Rich, does the sale end today or did it all? is it over? Because, you know, it's listed as the 29th. He goes, well, actually, I decided to extend it one more day. <laughs> so never mind what I've been saying for a couple of weeks. The big sale, American Security Saves, Liberty Saves, 15% off everything in the store safe-related. It goes through the end of business tomorrow. If you go strolling in there on the first demanding uh, demanding uh, sale prices, you might get a sideways glance from Rich. Uh, but I tell you what you do. If you have a safe that needs repair, a lock that needs repair, Rich's Shop in Maple Grove, one of the few places where you can actually get those repairs done because Rich, he specializes in everything lock and safe related, and that includes your car. And uh, happy to say the, sa- uh, the sale going on through the end of the business day tomorrow, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. I got a note uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend from Scott Adams who wrote, CNN posts an article that debunks human-caused climate change, or at least the models, so they do it on Thanksgiving so no one notices it. And he's right. It's called The Arctic Ocean Began Warming Decades Earlier Than Previously Thought, New Research Shows. The Arctic Ocean has been warming since the onset of the 20th century, decades earlier than instrument observations would suggest, the study, published Wednesday in the journal Science Advances, found that the expansion of warm Atlantic Ocean water flowing into the Arctic, a phenomenon known as Atlantification, has caused Arctic water temperature in the region study to increase by around 2 degrees Celsius since 1900. Huh? Oh, wow. Francisco Muschiatello, an author of the study and assistant professor of geography at the University of Cambridge, said the findings were worrisome. Because the early warming suggests there might be a flaw in the models scientists use to predict how the climate will change. Really, pal? <laughs> you think there might be? You think there might be? Because you're taking on a Herculean task. You can't determine how the climate will change. It can't be done. Keeping in mind, the climate always changes, and this movement has nothing to do with what the temperature is supposed to be. Nothing? Nothing. Are you surprised that CNN ran the story at all? Well, look when they did it, Thanksgiving Day. This guy's right. They did that on purpose. It's by Rachel Ramirez, CNN. 
The Arctic Ocean has been warming up for much longer than previously thought, Musciatello told CNN. And this is something that's a bit unsettling for many reasons, especially because the climate models that we use to cast projections of future climate change do not really stimulate these types of changes. So you're telling me that the models are wrong. Mm Mm-hmm. The researchers used marine sediments in the Fram Strait where the Atlantic meets the Arctic east of Greenland to reconstruct 800 years of data that paint a longer historical picture of how Atlantic water has flowed into the Arctic. The marine sediments are natural archives which record data on past climate conditions. I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but I find it, uh, I'm, I'm grateful that these people were uh, forthcoming enough to say, uh, this is a big problem for us. This casts in doubt the, the modeling we've been using to predict the hysteria that we've successfully sold the world. And so they're being very honest here and transparent. I, I appreciate that. They um, are. Uh, I Googled CNN Arctic Ocean yeah, Warming. Yeah. Uh, four days ago, our, our, the article or the uh, piece you just mentioned Thanksgiving was posted. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's two pieces there, Thanksgiving Day. Then the next newest one is December 8th, 2020. The Arctic Arctic is getting hotter, greener, less icy, much faster. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then next piece down, 2019, documenting the rapid loss of the Arctic sea ice. CNN well, was under fire a little bit yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they had a, a headline of a story that they announced, uh, Waukesha will hold a moment of silence today. This was yesterday marking one week since a car drove through a Christmas parade, killing six people and injuring scores of others. I saw that they managed to blame the car. They blamed the car. Mm-hmm. In and their it wasn't headline. a car, it was an SUV. But, but getting back to the, let me, well, I'm going to return to that because I have something pertinent to what oh, you just said. Okay. But let's finish with the Arctic. 2019's predicted doom. 2020's predicted doom. 2021, never mind, our models are wrong. <laughs> I mean, if it's, if it's getting warmer, and it was getting warmer since 1900, that really casts a lot of doubt on the role of humankind. Hasn't it been getting warmer since it stopped getting colder? Hey, That's a good point. There you go. Yeah. And is there a chance that it could be warming from underneath? Could. Sure. But, Anything's possible but, on Mother Earth. But will a story like this sway the thought of anyone that buys this nonsense? Because it won't, obviously. No, it won't. It won't. I can't it's, help those people. It's the natural climate cycle. That's right. It's what the Earth does. That's it. Okay, now back to Waukesha. Sure. The mother of the man accused of plowing his SUV into revelers at a uh, suburban Milwaukee Christmas parade is racked with regret for having bailed him out of jail just days earlier, his ex-girlfriend told the New York Post. Dawn Woods wishes she hadn't posted a $1,000 bond for her son, Daryl Brooks Jr., after he was accused of punching the mother of his child and intentionally striking her with his car on November 2nd, according to the girlfriend. She's wrecked that people were killed as a result, and she's like, I'm blaming myself because had I not bailed him out, this wouldn't have happened, said the ex, who asked to remain anonymous out of fear for her and her son's safety. The suburban Milwaukee resident who also shares a child with Brooks said she's had very little contact with the accused killer in the last 20 years and and that their son hasn't interacted with him since he was a baby. 
he disappeared when my son was almost three months old. She said, I've done all of this on my own. I've raised the child by myself. Uh, this guy's a sweetheart, isn't he? Did you see the piece last Friday about how his getting released wasn't uh, the result of policy, but rather the result of a mistake? Yeah, but I think they're covering for themselves. Oh, really? I do. I think they're uh, they're they're the the left's attempts at bail reform are so insidious, and this was such an egregious example that we did get the story Friday that this was a a, a harried uh, underling uh, new attorney and didn't really know the background of the defendant. And yeah, on, yeah, and on yeah. And on. Here, yeah. Uh, the release may have been not a policy decision, but the result of happenstance and other factors in an inexperienced oh, junior prosecutor, a rushed supervisor up against a huge backlog of cases that piled up during the pandemic. Yeah. They're just this, they're covering. This was not the product of criminal justice reform or bail reform BS. efforts. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. They're lying. It's absolutely the result of bail reform. Well, you had reform. a quote from the district attorney. He predicted this would happen. That Yeah, he predicted this. The decision to allow Brooks to be released on bond was a mistake, he said, that occurred despite not because of the current bail and risk assessment system in place here. Yeah, BS. But they, he also, out of the other side of his mouth, admits that the uh, the system in place there is screwed up. Mm-hmm. It, so Days after he was released from jail, or what Milwaukee County prosecutors now say was inappropriately low bond, I gotcha. Brooks allegedly barreled past police barricades and onto the Waukesha Christmas Parade route where he mowed down marchers and spectators. He's been charged with five counts of... First-degree intentional homicide, which left six people dead and scores more injured. He faces a mandatory life sentence if convicted. When I saw his picture online, I was like, what the bleep, his ex told the Post. I was embarrassed enough to have him as the father of my child beforehand because he wasn't taking care of him. What do you think, uh, what do you think I am now? Mortified. Mm-hmm. The distraught woman said she is disgusted by Brooks and her connection to him, adding, I wish I could replace him as the person I had a son with, but I can't. I'm sickened by it, obviously devastated. I can't sleep. I've been donating and saying prayers and doing everything I can. What's hurting me uh, more is that he shares DNA with my child. Uh, Brooks has a lengthy rap sheet and has been criminally charged 16 times since 1999 in Wisconsin, Georgia, and Nevada. His ex said she found out a couple of years ago that Brooks has bipolar disorder, and his twin sister, Ebony, died in 2014 of an illness, possibly diabetic shock. Uh, Though she's had little to do with Brooks since giving birth to their son, the woman said she still occasionally speaks to his mother, who has never condoned his bad behavior. She's always condemned everything that he's done, even weed possession she's never condoned, the ex said. She's always been very resolute on, you need to do better, you need to do right, this is not how I raised you. But it was the mom who gave the, came up with the dough, apparently, to spring this idiot. And uh, we now know the results of the bail reform movement. The left is placing uh, average American citizens in great harm. Yes, they are, Joe. In great risk. Has there been any hue and cry about the current $5 million bail? Uh, that was said for this case? Not that I'm aware, although I would repeat that why in the hell was there any bail in the beginning, in the first place? Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's my point. Well, uh, how many people... Now, we've had two local Best Buys hit by groups of thieves. Have you seen some of this footage? Mm -hmm. It's just 
It's how many of these people have a criminal record, I wonder? You think these are all first-time criminals? No. Police are investigating after large groups of people stole from two Twin Cities Best Buy stores on Black Friday. According to Burnsville Police, at about 8 p.m., a group of 20 to 30 people ran into the Best Buy store and stole several items. Police say no force was used and no weapons were displayed. The suspects were gone by the time the police arrived. The theft is still under investigation. According to Maplewood Police, at about the same time, officers responded to the Best Buy store Uh, at 1795 Connie Road D East on a report of thefts in progress. When they arrived, they learned that a large group of approximately 10 to 12 adult and juvenile suspects entered the store at the same time and worked together to steal high-value items in a grab-and-run theft. The suspects were gone when the officers arrived at that scene. The Maplewood Police Department is currently reviewing evidence and working with the Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension to identify the suspects. Uh, The Maplewood Police Department is also looking into whether this group of thieves are connected to any other similar thefts in the Metro this weekend. Uh, Best Buy put out a statement that said retailers across the country are seeing spikes in crime. These incidents have been, by and large, nonviolent, though often traumatic for those who witness them. As an industry, we are working with local law enforcement and taking additional security precautions where it makes sense. We are also working at the federal level to pass a law that would make the online reselling of these stolen goods much more difficult, materially reducing the incentive to commit the crimes in the first place. I want to know how many of these people have criminal records. Mm-hmm. And there was a video- And I'll bet you it's every single one. Uh, I, I don't know the location of this video, but uh, our guy, the boogeyman, tweeted this at me. It's a video in which looters are looting from other looters right. outside of the store. Right. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So it looks like there's a group of six looters. They're in the parking lot of whatever store they just hit, and they're stealing from each other. Oh, wow. <laughs> Well, we talked about this last week, did we not? Before It was before Best Buy got hit. And didn't we um, bring up that some people are alleging that the mafia, whoever they are these days, might be behind this? They might be working for somebody else? I don't know if the word mafia came up, but we definitely discussed the idea that this could be organized. Yeah, yeah, organized crime. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, we didn't use the word mafia. It was organized crime. So what do you think about that theory with the Best Buys? Oh, I think it's very plausible. Yeah, this is an industry now. Absolutely. I think it's very plausible. Could you get... I I don't think I know 30 people. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. That is a very good point. And how do you organize that? Are they recruited, maybe? Sure. Four of us go snowmobiling. We can't. We can't. You don't remember the fourth guy's name. We can't decide on a route or where we're going or when we're going to stop. How do you organize thirty people? But again, I'm betting that they all have criminal records. And what 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 does that mean? Everyone who was innocently shopping at Best Buy was in danger. Mm-hmm. Now, fortunately, nothing happened in terms of physical violence. But everyone there was in danger. I was watching KSTP A little kid could have got trampled. There was a guy that they interviewed at one of the Best Buys, and he said, at first I thought, why are 30 people running out of the store at the same time? And then I noticed half of them were carrying TVs, and then he just said, well, that's not right. No, that's not right. Well, Bill Stein alerts us to a new scam to worry about. Our friend up in Aiken. 
My son, Ben, who, as you may remember, lives in the belly of the beast, North Minneapolis, was on his way up to Aiken for Thanksgiving dinner. He called to say he was in Rogers, about two hours away. Okay. Next, there was a knock on our door. It was a very concerned highway patrol officer. I knew this outstanding young Uh man, a Uh former Marine and one of my Cub Scouts. I have known him most of my life. He asked if I knew where Ben was, as there had been a high-speed pursuit the night before with a white pickup truck like Ben's and a photo that showed Ben's license plate. Uh Uh-oh. He said the chase took place near Fergus Falls. I said Ben had been tending bar in Minneapolis until until 2 a.m. Wednesday night. I immediately got Ben on the phone and gave the phone to the officer, who was also a high school classmate of Ben's. They agreed to meet at the Y in Garrison. I know where that is. When Ben finally returned home, he told us they were joined by the local patrol lieutenant, also a former patient of mine, who explained that what most likely had happened was that the bad guys are now looking for vehicles that resemble the one they are going to use for a drug deal or another crime. In the old days, they would either steal the car or the license plates. Now, with improvements in cell phone cameras and printers, they simply take a photo of the plate and use a printer to print a duplicate plate on plastic and put that on their vehicle and go off to commit their crime, leaving the original car owner to take the blame. Ben recalled that there were a few days when he left his car parked on the street rather than in the garage. The miracle was Ben was on his way up to Aiken. We knew the officers, and they knew us, rather than having all this take place in the cities where it would have taken much, much longer to straighten it all out. Wow. Uh, I guess the lesson is keep your vehicles in the garage if at all possible. You've got to wow. something. Me. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, not to mention... Yeah, uh, fortunately, they, they had a lot of connections in this case. But imagine if it's one of us. Think of the time now that you have to devote mm-hmm. to proving that you were not the one in a high-speed chase with law enforcement. So the thugs got a white pickup truck similar to Ben's. They, they intend to use their pickup truck in the crime. So they get his license plate, duplicate it, put it on their truck. So now the cops are going to go after Ben, ben Stein. Oh, my God. Jeez. Which is not going to happen because it turns out the Steins knew all of the parties involved. Wasn't Ben Stein a writer for Nixon? Yeah. (laughs) That's brilliant. Old man Stein has got a funny bone, doesn't he? he? Okay. But what about if you're at home by yourself on a Thursday night and your vehicle is involved? And how do you prove that it wasn't you? Well, I was just at home watching the Vikings game or whatever. Wait, um, do you know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah. In other words, how if do you, you don't prove have an your alibi? alibi? Exactly. If you don't have an alibi, if you're just at home alone, and let's say your wife's out of town or you live by yourself, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is the world we live in. <laughs> this is amazing. I mean, you'll get out of it ultimately, but can you but imagine you? the hat? Well, I, let's say you're a 25-year-old woman. Uh, you're at home alone. And your Toyota Camry is out in the driveway, and somebody who want, intends to use a Toyota Camry the same color as yours, he does the license plate trick. Now they come to her. Uh, she's going to have to say, "Well, you know, I, I have no record of doing my behavior. I was home. Uh, uh, in fact, uh, you know, she could say, take my cell phone and look at who I called sure. uh, while I was home.' And blah. You know, there's a there's so, a way she get out of it. I guess the crime." Committed was in Fergus, yeah, yeah. and they lifted they lifted his plates out of North Minneapolis. 
So they're traveling up the freeway to do crimes in small communities I now? Know. I don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Omnicon. Almost be better if they just stole your own rig. <laughs> right, just take it. Uh, yeah. Be, yeah. Take my rig. Well, did you f- fancy up your Thanksgiving with Grunhofer's products? You know, I did not. But we I'm go- did. I need to. I'm probably going to issue because I'm out of meatloaf. We had sausage that was Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I bet that was really well, good. Well, at, at the place I went, they had. I see. They had made a Grunhofer's run to the original location on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. Uh, I believe they also brought home for themselves, and they weren't sharing it, at least three meatloafs. <laughs> at least three. Wow. Yeah. And, of course, there's the Wagyu steaks and burgers and ham and bacon and that 139 different flavors of brats. We're going to have a grilling week all this week. Yes, we are. It's supposed to be in the 50s by Wednesday. So uh, get to Grunhofer's. You'll never be disappointed, as garage logicians have learned over the past couple of years. Never disappointing. The original Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats is on Highway 61, just north of Hugo. And the newest location opened this summer on Highway 97 in Forest Lake, just east of Interstate 35. It's the best Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Chillboys and Chillboys.com. Guess what now is available if you go online to Chillboys.com? Yes, performance long underwear. And I got to tell you, they're pretty dang sweet. I got a pair just a couple of weeks ago, and they are fantastic. So, obviously, winter is coming here. We all know that. But now, in, in addition to the most comfortable underwear that you can ever possibly own, the most comfortable long underwear that you can also own is now available at chillboys.com. Yes, of course, they still have the performance boxers, the bamboo boxers, the boxer briefs. Everything that you want is all still available at chillboys.com, but now including long underwear, performance t-shirts too, by the way. And don't forget forget all of your orders that are over $40 those ship fast and free throughout the entire United States of America when you're thinking about giving gifts this upcoming holiday season think about chillboys and chillboys.com and when you place your order at chillboys.com please don't forget to let them know that you heard about them on the garage logic podcast here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life Joe Souchere. You guys know what uh, the roommate calls it, uh, NASCAR guns. Do you know what NASCAR guns are? No. no. The rest of us call them impact wrenches. Oh, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> the NASCAR combina- gun. NASCAR gun. I-, I heard you're using your NASCAR gun out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? No, I didn't fire any NASCAR. What? <laughs> no, um, the combination, though, of an impact wrench and seafoam deep creep, Wow, wow. Ain't much you couldn't take apart. Uh, GLers, I got to tell you right now, before winter sets in, uh, go out to whatever trailer you're going to be using this winter. I don't care if it's a flatbed, snowmobile, uh, your your fish house, whatever. uh, Soak them things, uh, soak them nuts or lug bolts, whatever they are, whichever. Soak them in deep creep, spin them off, spin them back on. Just to make sure when you get that flat tire in February, you're not out there standing on a four-way or stomping on a lever as traffic goes by. I just happened to check the bearings on a trailer over the weekend that it's been in storage for, I don't know, probably five years or more. And I thought, I, I don't dare go two miles with this thing. And I got out the NASCAR gun, and I got out the deep creep, and... 
I planned like for two hours for this job. I was done in 15 minutes. Come on. Deep Creep is absolutely amazing. And, uh, of course, I've started using it on my muzzleloader, too, which is just amazing. Love this stuff, this Deep Creep. Oh, and I no, I can't tell you what I used it on, but my I, I used it this morning. And <laughs> You smell that, Jellis? Yeah, I do. I if do. I hold it up right for Right over the camera, I can yeah, smell yeah, it. Yeah, it smell, my hands smell like Deep Creep. It's kind of romantic, actually. I have no idea where I'm going with this ad. I had a seafoam story for you. Uh, but I do know, I do know our catchphrase. Uh, it's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. And for that matter, rusty lug notes, uh, lug nuts at seafoam. I, by the way, will now call it a NASCAR gun going forward I think for the I rest of too. time. Chris, you were in my shop on Saturday, <laughs> Friday, Friday. I should have showed you my cam, uh, cabinet. Yeah. Uh, we were sitting right by it. It's full of all sorts of seafoam. I've been alerted to a story out of Rochester, Minnesota by Dan. Uh, John Adams Middle School has been particularly affected by student violence, according to parents. Rochester Public Schools is facing a notable increase in disruptive and violent student behavior following the return of fully in-person learning. Parents have recently expressed concerns with school and district officials about the behavior, which has become a significant enough problem to warrant a response from the Rochester Public School Board. During a meeting last Tuesday, Interim Superintendent Dr. Kent Peckel said he is working with the principals of Rochester Public School Middle and High Schools to implement a strategy that addresses the behavior, both immediately and over time. Now, I'm reading you this because of the, the uh, word salad we're about to encounter. <laughs> Unruly student behavior has taken the forms of fighting and blatant disobedience of adult dis- direction. Uh... In one instance, a fight between students at John Adams Middle School led to a medical situation that required paramedic assistance, the Post Bulletin reported. One parent, Julia Meyer, told the school board at Tuesday's meeting that violence has completely overtaken the John Adams schoolyard. Girls being dragged by their hair, punched in the face, kicked in the gut. Garbage cans are being thrown down the stairwells at children. We have videos of this. These are 11, 12, and 13-year-old children, she said. Other instances across Rochester public schools include student fighting, running in hallways, swearing at teachers and staff, vandalizing bathrooms, and even randomly entering classrooms and displaying intimidating and bullying behaviors, according to a Rochester Education Association letter obtained by the Post Bulletin. The latter behavior stems from students who are on school grounds but refuse to go to class. Interim Superintendent Peckle told the board that his strategy... To combat unruly behavior involves multiple components, including uniform strategies to respond to the behavior, understanding the experiences of misbehaving students, and hiring more equity specialists. Sure, that'll help. Although suspension remains a viable option, Peckle said it should be used sparingly. That is, only when a positive dialogue with disruptive students and their parents has failed to solve the problem. Uh, Peckle also spoke about the importance of restorative practices. We know it will not be effective if we if we respond to the situation only with consequences. Oh, you can't have consequences. No, 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 not Hell you can't no. Show. That's not because that's not equitable. That's oppressive. That's not equitable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we also need to respond with supports. Uh, the issue, however, is not just limited to Rochester Public Schools. It 
It is evidently a Minnesota state problem and a national problem, according to Peckle. Earlier this year, in fact, Republican lawmakers in the Minnesota House and Senate introduced bills to address it, but neither of them have made any progress. And uh, Dan, the emailer notes, uh, these are middle school kids, and they've grown up hearing the following at school, on the news, and in social media every day. If you are white, you hate everyone who isn't white. If you are a minority, all whites hate you. The system is rigged in favor of whites and against minorities, so no matter what you do, the man will keep you down. And by the way, cops want to shoot you. Mask up. Be afraid of getting close to other people because they might kill you with the virus, and for God's sake, Jeez. stay away from grandpa and grandma so you don't kill them. There are, they are told there are over 25 different genders, and you can pick whichever one you want when you want. You live in a country that is racist, homophobic, xenophobic, and too many other phobias to list, and has never accomplished any good in the world for people, only bad. Oh, and don't forget, uh, it's also polluting the world, which is going to end in 10 years because of global warming. Mm -hmm. Whatever happened to the innocence of youth? Should we be shocked by the behavior of these kids or the preteen and teen suicide rates increasing for girls last year? These kids are suffering from battle fatigue. They need help, and I don't see the Lone Ranger, Superman, or Wonder Woman coming to the rescue. Neither do I. Not when you got a super like this uh, guy who has drank all the Kool-Aid saying, we have to have restorative I, practices. I told you guys a while ago that Rochester has basically turned into an extension of the twi of Minneapolis. It, they're, they're the same city. Well, they got some tall buildings, don't they? And a good friend of mine left a very good career. His wife was a teacher. I don't think it was at this middle school, but she was a middle school teacher. They not She not only left that school, they moved out of the city completely because mm -hmm. Rochester has gotten completely out of hand. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's a good point that the kids are battle fatigued. <laughs> they... Uh, they're not allowed their innocence. No, no, nope. That's just it. And uh, much of that is due to social media pressure, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the rest of this utter nonsense that, gratefully, I don't have any role in, except for our show. I tweet stuff once in a while, but that's about it. That's uh, just a shame. And you got a generation of these kids. Well, not a generation yet, but it'll soon be a generation of the kids who thinks wearing, who, who will think that wearing masks is something you're going to have to do the rest of your life. Oh, they already think that, Joe. Yeah. In fact, uh, my, at least I can only speak about my kids because anytime we get in the car, the first thing is, well, Dad, I forgot my mask. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so ingrained into their head. I said, Bud, we're going to Grandma's house. You're, mm -hmm. you're, you're good. Yeah. Wow. Stacy, the GL geologist, wants us to know mother is rumbling and causing damage in, uh, where is it? Peru. Oh. Seven point, uh, a 7.5 in northern Peru. Well, that's a jiggler. That's a big one. Wow. That's a big one. And she notes uh, damage to homes, but no reports of death. I hope you guys had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Good luck, Stacy, the GL geologist. 7.5 in, in Peru. That's a big shaker. That'll bring the house down. <laughs> and Jonathan has a proposal to add reserve tapping to the GL lexicon. Oh. Your discussion from last week regarding Biden tapping the strategic oil reserves is prompting me to propose an addition to the GL lexicon similar to windmilling, power washing, etc. What does the left do when they screw things up? Why do they not see themselves accountable for the mess and mayhem they create? Because they simply access some other level of government's control and authority to, if not cover up, at least cloud or de-emphasize their mistakes. Oh, and unfortunately, sure. to usually extend and grow the reach of the government in the process. Some examples. 
cause rapid inflation via fiscal overstimulus and overt supply chain energy and labor market mismanagement? No problem. Just tap the oil reserves. Screw the local economies of big cities such as St. Paul with anti-business legislation, which inevitably perpetuates the slide of commercial and income tax revenue. No problem. Raise property taxes. Decentivize parental accountability for the raising of our children to the extent that we see the obvious effects in the failing moral fabric of our youth. We got it covered. Pre-K programs to be free and universal. And I'm sure we could come up with several other examples, all of which I propose that the mayor start to collectively refer to as reserve tapping, defined as the inane habit of government, primarily from those on the left, of screwing things up and then claiming it is fixing the problem by leveraging existing or newly created aspects of centralized control, thereby perpetuating an inherent cycle of ignorance, ineptitude, and interdependence. Amen, Jonathan from Plymouth. I think he's right. We'll add it. Okay. It's right in there with windmilling, power washing, reserve tapping. Right. Yep. The mayor Makes of St. Paul just reserve tapped. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. Now, this is a math problem, uh, and uh, you're explaining it to me off the air, and I, I'll admit I'm, I'm a little confused. Well, the mayor wants a 6.9% increase in property taxes. <laughs> That's and, a jump. That's and a because, big jump. Because that would uh, negatively impact uh, poverty-level households. He's proposing the creation of a $600,000 fund to administer $500 to applicants. Ah. Well, first of all, uh, there are more uh, applicants than the six hundred grand could cover. So how would you fairly determine who got the $500 handout? And if, in fact, it's to be used to help people pay their property taxes, there's a couple of ways to look at it. Why not don't raise property taxes <laughs> or B... Uh, you're setting yourself up for a net loss. Uh, you're telling these people the property taxes are going to be higher, but look, I got a program that's going to give you 500 bucks sure. to help pay them. Yeah. Didn't you just lose $500? Well, Joe, that doesn't matter. You owe me $1,000. Okay. I say, Reavers, or Kenny, you owe me $1,000. I say, Kenny, right. I want my money back. And you say, well, I have $500. I say, well, I'm going to give you 500 to help pay me back my 1000 Well, I just lost 500 bucks. So that now do I owe you fifteen hundred? No, it'll never happen. A bat and a ball costs a dollar ten. No, you're you're telling these people you can't afford the property taxes. Here, I got some money for you. Well, B isn't B, S isn't S. S. <laughs> Where's that money coming from? From other taxpayers. <laughs> from property taxpayers? Yes. Don't you feel like what's going on in your hometown is just basically one long Saturday night live skit? Oh man, it's just it, that's just what, terrible. What I ripped something out. Oh, uh, St. Paul police sue over mandate. Carter said, uh, yeah. "Yeah, you're without a job if you don't get the shot." Yeah. And then what? I had something. Uh, oh, it was garbage removal prices. Yeah, we talked about that last week or yeah. the week before. Yeah. yeah, Chris is right. It's just an ongoing, and these are the days yeah. of our lives. Well, not only is this program unneeded and economically backwards, but we learn from the Frederick Milo, who, who does a hell of a job as a single human being trying to cover the shenanigans in City Hall, that Ramsey County residents already leave $25 million a year on the table 
in unclaimed benefits from programs that already exist. You're kidding me. Well, there's heating assistance and rent breaks, and there's uh, property tax relief if you've been in your home for 15 years and you only make uh, less than 116000 There's property tax relief for seniors in their home. On and on and on and on. And combined, people are leaving 25 mil on the table. You don't need this new stupid program. You already got programs. <laughs> uh, introducing the new St. Paul Stupid program. Unbelievable. It really is. And was this the same program where, uh, remind me, because we had to, it was, you talked about it a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a couple of months ago, where if, uh, was it the uh, education program where they were going to give each kid 50 bucks yeah, and then they birth. were going to pay somebody. Two hundred thousand to figure out how to spend it. Was that the was yes, that the school yes, program? Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's different than this one. And you know what? America has really been hurt. I'm going to be very serious here and pious. I'll sound pious. Okay. America's really been hurt by the destruction of newspapers. You know, we can cry all we want about the liberal bent of the principal suspects, the New York Times, and what have you. But uh, you know, your St. Paul Pioneer presses of the world. The Chicago Tribunes of the world have been decimated as they've been taken over and stripped bare by hedge funds. And there's not a mayor in the history of St. Paul who could be getting away with what Melvin Carter is getting away with if there was a healthy city hall bureau in place like there was as recently well, as 10 years ago. It's also, Joe, it's about the political bent of the surviving newspapers. Agreed. I don't see yep. any excuse or reason whatsoever that the Star Tribune shouldn't be all over this, but yet they're not. They don't care. Because they've got to be what? They've got to be one of the healthiest papers in the country, correct? Melvin Carter. Oh. And well, this, I suppose they can justify. The they got Shylock, their own problems in Minneapolis. Yeah, but this whole Shylock thing he's got going over there, and they just completely ignore him. I saw an editorial. I don't, I'm sorry. I went through like five newspapers this morning where they're chastising European countries for um protesting either the vaccine or whatever what the hell why don't you look in your own backyard why are you bothering printing an editorial from the board about what's going on in other countries yeah. when you ignore st paul i meant to share I'm a, done now. i meant sorry. to share a deep creep story with you during your seafoam bit I could use one. Can we save it till Wednesday? Well, I like watching the birds out of my garage window because I can see the feeders right there. Okay. And two points to this story. I, I, I was sap last year at this time, and I bought what I saw advertised, you know, on the Drudge Report or wherever. Everybody has seen these, these things that look like tele, uh, miniature uh, telescopes. They're That's binoculars, right. but a monocular. Oh, just, oh gotcha. I remember okay, gotcha. that, like yeah. a pirate scope. Yeah, and it, I can't see out of it. Well, no, no, no. We discovered you were you were doing it wrong. I can't get anything out of it. I can't see a thing out of it. Because I remember going over to your house and saying, "Well, now you got to do this." Yeah, I can't make it work. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot see out of it. So yesterday, I knew I had some binoculars in the garage, so I dug those out, and apparently, they haven't been used in so long that the knurled knob to adjust it, yeah, was frozen. Oh. Well, not now. Oh, boy. Deep creeped it. Deep creeped it, and that baby's spinning like a roll of toilet paper. Kenny, do you think he he put the deep creep while he was holding the no, binoculars no, so it no, ran no. all over his nose? I was hoping he didn't put it on the lenses. I did not put it on and the it lenses. And it soaked into the Although internal. I am a guy who did really screw up a caulking tube 
Uh, but no, yeah, I did. did. Uh, you stabbed it in the middle, right? Yeah. Like Royce opening up a bag of chips. Right. What was I, to this day, I think, what was I thinking? Don't know. He's got the big nozzle there on the I've, end. Oh, I've caught 50 things in my life. What was I thinking? Don't know. Can't and answer usually that the, one. Usually the gun itself has a little tool that spins out. Right, right. And it'll poke it for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm not me. I'm looking for nails and stuff to pound in there. Oh, man. I lost so much credit on the Nag scale with that. I can't believe you admitted it. I know. Jeez, Such, that there's some things you don't talk about. You're right. I should have never said a thing. Damn it. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa, from the Traveling Lymans. <laughs> It was on this day in 1816 that Henry M. Rice was born in Waitsfield, Vermont. At 23, uh, he would become a suitor at something. I didn't write that in. <laughs> Running a commissary store that sold items to soldiers, Rice would also enter the political arena, encouraging Congress to define the state's boundary and serving as one of Minnesota's first two senators. He died in 1894. And on this day in 1884... Uh, Anna Ramsey died. Oh. She was uh, admired as Governor Alexander Ramsey's help meet. She led efforts to create homeless shelters and support other charities. Oh. His what? Help meet. Help. I guess that's another way of seeing a wife, isn't it? Help meet. I better look that up. Why don't you look um, that up? Yeah. M E A T. M E E T. Oh. Oh, oh! You know, see, I thought yeah. maybe you had gone too deep in the tabs no, on a certain, a, a, no, meet, a certain adult meet. website. Uh, a no. helpful companion or partner, especially especially one's husband or wife. There you go, helpmate. Well, GL, it was kind of a shorter show today, wasn't it? Yeah, helpmate. Uh, uh, we're rooting for rookie. He's come down with a little bug. Yeah, and. Uh, couldn't be here today, and you know he does a lot of work where he's intermingling with people from think all over got the, the world. Think he got the Omicron? Omni, Om, Omicron, 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 Omicron. I yeah. hope not. God I hope almighty. not too. That would that would not be fun for the old rookster. Omicron. Omicron. Although uh, uh, it is expected to be in Minnesota, Doctor Mike Osterholm predicts it'll be here. It's going to be anyway. It's going to be everywhere. Just in time for the holiday Just season. Maybe Christmas. old Biden should put a travel ban in place. Yeah. Omicron! Omicron! GLers, before you get the Omicron, can you uh, do us a favor and download and uh, subscribe to the PodMN app and also the Garage Logic YouTube page? We are posting daily videos for your enjoyment there. Just uh, hit that subscribe button for us. That'd be great. And also follow us on all of our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, and of course, on Instagram. We'll catch you tomorrow.